The Commons Good podcast team is sitting down with the All-America City 2020 finalists to learn more about the work and the individuals helping to steward it forward. In this episode of the All-America City podcast miniseries, we have the opportunity to connect with Alexandro Simital from El Paso, Texas. Let's jump in. Well, thank you for having me today. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my wonderful city, El Paso. So um, my journey has been a long one. I've been in this community for, for many, many years. Uh, I've been a public servant for almost all my adult life. And I actually graduated from, from UTEP, the University of Texas at El Paso. So working for my community is very important to me. It's very close and dear to my heart. And so over the years, uh, I've come to, to learn that our community is about collaboration. It is about networking. It is about knowing who is at the other end of the phone call when, when, when you need something, when you need a service, when, when you need to um, link a client or make uh, just life better for all El Paso. You know, the city of El Paso has invested uh, a lot into mental health services as well. Mental health literacy. For example, our first responders are trained in mental health first aid, which is a wonderful thing because without that, they, they wouldn't have the heightened skill set to be able to link people out in the community, maybe, some, maybe a homeless person, maybe somebody who's having a, a mental health episode. You know, uh, we want our first responders to be able to, to respond appropriately and have those linkages, know what to do, how to address the problem. A long time ago, they said El Paso couldn't have a uh, medical school. You know, we tried for many years to get one. And the reason is, is because there, as you know, there's a shortage of medical professionals throughout the country, and we feel it here in El Paso. So just a few years ago, as a community, many, many contributors to this, we opened that medical school. Texas Tech uh, was a big partner in that. We had a philanthropist who contributed their effort uh, to make that happen. So we're very proud of that. It's grown tremendously. And it, it, it exemplifies what we're about, is that we come together to resolve those issues and the needs of the community for, for what we need today and what we anticipate we'll need in the future. You have to believe in what you are doing and that it takes time to cultivate relationships, working relationships with people, with other agencies, with other partners, but it's well worth it because when you accomplish something tremendously like bringing a million dollars to the community to, to launch a new program, a new preventive health program. You look back and you see the partners that helped you and they're still there. And you can't fake those partnerships. There's no way that you can go uh, before, uh, before the community and say, you can do this and not have the right partners, the right mix of partners and the community behind you that is so important, especially here in El Paso, knowing our culture. Our culture is, is very, uh, is very close-knit. You know, there's a lot of families here in our area that have been here for generations, generations, even before the U.S. 
was a country, even before Texas was a state. You know, those families are still here in this area. And we care a lot about our community. We care about our people because, you know, they're our brothers and sisters, our cousins, our aunts, our best friend. And so it's very important to understand that, that it's going to take time to do something uh, that is worthwhile. It, it always does, and it's not easy. Well, as you know, El Paso is, is a border city. We're smack on the border with Mexico. Um, and just across our, the border is our sister city, Ciudad Juarez. Um, and it's a pretty large city. It's close to 2 million people. So the metropolitan area here is, is, is large. Uh, as you may know, we, we experienced a humanitarian crisis last year with, with thousands of asylum seekers coming to our area, going to the ports of entry, requesting asylum in the United States. It was, it was a tremendous um, effort that our community mounted to be able to help. And so then um, if you look at the process of, of, uh, of seeking asylum, um, you know, it, it's a long journey. It's unknown for, for the asylum seekers of what's going to happen, where they're going to be tomorrow as they are permitted into the, the United States to make their case. Um, and El Paso was, was the first stop for, for, for a lot of them, thousands of them. So what was, what was dear to me, what, what really touched my heart is how the community-based and faith-based organizations pulled together to address the need. They were hungry. They were hungry and hopeful. They came to our borders and we were able to do seemingly little things for them, but it was big for them, providing them a meal, clothing, shelter, uh, you know, information about their, about their journey. Uh, you know, many of them were, were, were then uh, transferred to other cities so that they continue their, their, their asylum seeking journey. So, um, to us, it was it was a labor of love. It happened in the hottest uh, time in our year, and so uh, we 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 rose to it as a community. Uh, people would just come by and bring pizzas, would bring uh, you know fast food, their uh, clothing, blankets, you know, just uh, just so many things that came from within the community. And we're talking about community members who may not even have a lot for themselves. They may not earn a lot of money. And they were able to reach in, in their pockets, in their hearts, and, and, and donate what they could, what they could. And we had, we had volunteers uh, who were medical uh, doctors, medical professionals, uh, to lay persons, to everyday persons, just go and help. Just go and do a service for your fellow human beings. And so that was something that that we'll never forget as a community. A lot of it has to do with that West Texas tenacity. It really does. We, um, we're out here, you know, we have a long history of being out in the desert. We grew into a large city and we remember, a lot of us remember when El Paso was maybe half the size it is today. <laughs> uh, but it's grown into this, this, 
this uh, metropolis that is, is a major city and it's very important for us to be able to, to provide the services within our community and to be able to resolve those issues ourselves. We have very um, particular uh, influences, like for example, our, our culture is very much tied to, um, you know, to Hispanic culture. So with that, our, our, a lot of us had that upbringing of you, you need to take care of your, your brothers and sisters. You need to take care of your elders. You need to do what, what needs to be done to ensure that your community is, is safe and that it is, um, it is a place that, that you're proud of. And so it's, it's a mixture of our community uh, culture, the way we see ourselves, the way we've always been able to look within and resolve our problems. You know, uh, we absolutely need insight from the rest of the country. We, we do, you know, we're proud uh, of, of who and what we are. And uh, we see ourselves as, as an important American city um, that, that does a, a great service for, for everybody. You know, so much of our, of our commerce comes in through El Paso. Our, uh, our freeway system runs through, it connects the east to the west. And so um, we're in a very important location and we understand that, right? So um, with, with our growth has always been uh, that element of, of welcoming uh, uh, people coming into our community. We have Fort Bliss, which is one of the largest army bases uh, for, the, for, for our country, in our country. And we're very proud of Fort Bliss being here. Um, they're, they're, I think they're integral to our community. They're, they're, our, they're our community partners um, and also our peers. So uh, with that, we always get, uh, you know, national exposure um, on, on what, what El Paso is about, where it's going, how it's growing. And so um, we look at the industries that are important to us. Um, for example, healthcare, education, uh, the service industries, uh, and uh, of course, you know, the, the military presence that we have here that is, is so essential to us because that brings about economic and community development and so um, all of that shapes our, our, uh, our future. It, 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 leads, it leads us to, to how we can prepare our community. You know, there, there was a time in maybe the 1970s where, you know, maybe we didn't think El Paso would grow this, this big. And it's, it's just huge. It, it, it really is. We have a lot of, of land that um, can be you know, cultivated, it can be, you know, uh, developed. And so we, we're constantly looking at how we can grow in a smart, uh, thoughtful way that is uh, inclusive of the community. So for example, um, some of the, the, the hospital systems, the healthcare systems that are within our community, they built hospitals in those areas where, uh, where El Paso is growing just tremendously. And that is just wonderful to see because in the old days, you know, we were used to the hospitals being uh, uh, clustered 
in, in, in a certain part of, of town. We call it Pill Hill. Uh, to this day, we call it that. But, you know, today, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really wonderful to see that there, there are hospitals within those, those areas that are far out from the center of the city to be able to, to, to take care of our, our population. And so collectively, I think that we look at how we grow, uh, what industries are important to us, how we're going to uh, continue and grow our quality of life. You know, the city is very, uh, is a big proponent of the quality of life for, for its citizens. And we have a baseball team now that we didn't have a few years ago. We're very proud of them. Um, and there's, there's, a, there's an emphasis on, uh, on health exercise, healthy living, healthy eating. So we work within uh, the communities with, for example, you know, expanding the, the services that parks and recreation provides. Uh, there's bike trails, hiking trails. Um, many, many things are coming together. They're coalescing in a way that, that is just beautiful to see. It, it really is to see our city going to downtown El Paso and seeing where, where there was once blight you see development and the beautification of our historical buildings, which are just beautiful to see. You know, nobody builds buildings that way anymore. It's better to fix them than to knock them down and, and start anew. And so that is just a, a wonderful thing. And so as, as we continue, we, we look very strategically and we work closely because we don't have the resources of a Chicago of a, of a New York or of a Los Angeles, beautiful cities that we love to visit, uh, we do, but we don't have those resources. So we have to think smart. We have to be smart and look at how we can together um, grow the city and ensure and sustain a good quality of life for our citizens. Hail America City Voices are brought to you by the Commons Good podcast team at Community Initiatives, and the Institute for People, Place, and Possibility. On the podcast, we talk stewardship and starting points for learning and acting together to secure intergenerational well-being and equity for all. We do this by making visible the practices and progress of community pace setters, sparking dialogue about what it'll take to create legacies of dignity and inclusion, and by building the civic muscle needed to expand the vital conditions we all need every day to thrive. This new mini-series is developed in partnership with the National Civic League and the All-America City Awardee finalist. We believe people working together build better communities and invite you to share the podcast with your fellow changemakers. makers.